Hello, and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor. I'm here with Mike. We are excited to be with you today. Mike, do you know what we're talking about on the podcast today? No. Oh, how interesting, because I also don't know what we're talking about on the podcast today. That's right. Can we tell everybody why? Let's tell them why. Okay, so usually what we do is we, we either have something already in mind, and we've been talking about it or praying about it, and oftentimes we'll... Uh, I'll finish. Um, I'll finish. This is shameless plug for my podcast, but I will finish uh, recording humble bold episodes, and then I open and I walk across my office, open the door, turn left, to look over usually... to where Connor's sitting in his office, and I say, "Connor, you ready to go? Let's go. What do we want to talk about today?" Then we start talking for about two or three minutes, and usually have stuff that we wish we would have recorded. And right. then that's we the hit, re- yeah, then yeah. we hit, that's the goal. The, the stuff you never hear is just between us and Jesus, you know, yes. and, uh, and, and Tanner, Tanner gets to hear it too. And we always yep. make him chuckle. Yes. If we can make him chuckle. We're always happy. That's right. Um, so say hi, Tanner. Hola. Okay. There he is. <laughs> good to see Good to have you here. So anyway, so, but the thing is, is that today I said, let's not do the gold until it goes, until, until we. So what you're saying to everybody who's listening is that this is the gold. This is, <laughs> no, this is, this is like, the peak. They're like, this is fool's oh, gold. Everybody's turned it off at this point. Okay, we should tell them something before everybody's like, we're not listening to this episode. Yes, yes. Uh, Mike, I have I have one direction I'd like to go. Okay. I just It's going to be late on the podcast. It's old news by now. But I just like to say for the record how happy I am that Argentina won the World <laughs> Cup. Uh, by the time this comes out, it'll be a few weeks ago. But I just want to say that for the record. Okay. If you don't know that I love soccer, yeah. I love soccer. This man loves soccer. And I coached 16 years of soccer for five kids, of my five kids. And I don't share the same love and passion. I'm, I'm a football, <laughs> basketball kind of guy. Though I, I will say I got into watching some of those games. But once U.S. was out, I was kind of, I was out, you know. Once Mexico mm. and the U.S. were out of it. Once Italy was out of it, which was before it ever started. Correct. Hello. Italia, yeah. your countrymen were a huge My disappointment. Were a huge disappointment this year, <laughs> but I will say that it was fun watching the fun, and I did pick up a few games, and we watched a couple together, and they were they were fun to watch. Yeah. Not gonna lie, yeah, we watched one together. You know what I really like? I like when it goes down to penalty kicks, like no ties. We're doing the penalty kick thing. I I, I agree. love this. I know it's the greatest thing in sports. I think so. I I read an article once in USA Today. And it's and it was on. This was the title: the top ten hardest things to do in sports. And one was like, you know, hit a ninety-five mile an hour uh, fastball, fastball in, yeah. in pro baseball. But the other was stopping a uh, penalty kick yeah. in soccer. Yep, yep. I'm just saying, you got to go one way or the other. You it's, know, it's crazy. Yeah. So this is a podcast for the church and about the church, and so we should probably. So what I we have said, an angle on this. Go, let's I, go. I'm let's trying, go. I was teeing it up. Is it, oh, myself. oh, World Cup was I'm our. Teeing, yeah, this is my team. Oh, so go, please do. I don't know. I just want to say this because I thought it was so interesting. I a few days after the World Cup ended, Emily and I were were driving around close to a soccer shop that we go to sometimes, and and we thought, oh, we should go in and see if they have any like Argentina gear, so we can you know support the team that we now love. As we pull up, there's a new mural painted on the wall across the street from the soccer shop. And it's a mural of Diego Maradona, who's considered, along with Pele, and I would argue Messi, one of the greatest players of all time, Mm. from Argentina, won, I think, two World Cups back in, like, the 80s. Anyways, it's, like, this cool mural. He's, like, celebrating in triumph, you know. Uh, Right before we leave, Emily says to me, do you notice what's behind his head? And I hadn't, but it was, like, a big 
kind of golden circle. And I just thought it was like an artsy thing. Ooh. But she's like, no, you know what that is? That's one of those saint halo things. So you know? they were saying, let's make him a saint. So they were saying, like, this man yeah. is a saint. And, it, and it was like, it kind of punched in a new way for me that for, you know, a ton of the world, this is like, like they would worship Maradona or Messi or whatever, or oh. Pele. Oh. you know, more than really anybody else, any and, saint for sure. And isn't so. it true that we are, we, our hearts, our idol factory hearts go that way. Like we can't say, wow, those, those Argentines, they're, they're really, or people who are following the Argentine, Argentinian team. Man, I can't believe they're like deifying him. Right. Oh, we deify uh, much less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So, oh my goodness. Well, I think and, I know where we're going. Okay. Today. Talk to me. When let's well, do you know where we're going? I think I have at least a few ideas. Well, but I let hear me just tell you, a Bible verse popped into my head. Okay, I want to okay? hear. It, yeah. Well, to the praise of His glorious grace. Okay, Ephesians one six, to the praise of His glorious grace. You know, we're preaching through Ephesians starting uh, January first. I'm not sure when this episode is gonna is going to uh, land, uh, but January 1, 2023, I'm starting to preach through. Ephesians, and we're going to spend a long time in Ephesians chapter 1 as we go verse by verse through this. But we're calling the series Glorious Grace because it talks about, you know, when we are in Christ, it says, in love he predestined us for adoption through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will, and it's to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved, in Christ, capital B, beloved. But, you know, it's so easy for us to deify other things. Yeah. And, and then we're not living to the, to the praise of his glorious grace. We're living to the praise of someone else, right? We jump yeah. up and down over, over uh, you know, uh, I, I, heard, I, I watched a little, uh, on a little video clip where somebody was watching the World Cup and with their dog. And their dog was, <laughs> was with them on the couch and they were like watching very intently. And the dog was like, looked like he was going to jump at the TV to uh, get the ball. And the dog jumps up in the air and then kind of, just thuds onto the ground because it got so excited, you know? Yeah. But we're kind of like that dog sometimes. Yeah. Like we're just like yeah. jumping up in the air over like Messi or, you know, yeah. or when Kobe was playing, you know, and I'd be like all excited. You know, and I, I got all excited when, when uh, Vince Young from Texas beat USC in the national championship game on the last play. And I'm telling you, I was jumping up and down all over the room. I got so excited over a stinking football game. Right. Right, you know, but we like we like adore things. Do you think that that's? Uh, I don't know exactly what to ask. It is that wrong? Was it? Was I wrong to be? My heart was pounding. Okay, I gotta confess something here. On Sunday morning, I was catching glimpses of the World Cup <laughs> while I was preaching. As it was happening as you were preaching. So you asked me after first yeah. service, did you catch the sermon? Okay. And I said. Uh, so here, here time out. Third. Podcast for the church about the church. Is it sinful while I'm preaching to be checking the World Cup scores? And I'd say you need to do what you need to do to keep uh, yourself back on ta- man, keep yourself back on task. There you go. Seriously, no, because I'm I'm a fan. I'm a sports fan. Fan is comes from fanatic. Okay, my family knows when I'm watching a UCLA football game alone. I will if they, if it's a bad play or we fumble, I slap the couch. Yeah. Like, like, and, and they're like, the don't go down that. into you the really family room. Dad is slapping the couch. That's the extent of your excitement that you're slapping the couch. But, uh, well, I hear you. Though. That's, I hear that's you. all I yeah. can say for the, for the podcast. <laughs> right. Right. So, so, no. so I don't know if there's even interesting direction to go, but is this a bad thing or a good thing? Like when he, you know, the scenes, I don't know. Probably a lot of people have seen the videos of Argentina after the world cup ended just a few weeks ago, people in the, like flooding the streets, people just weeping. Like, right. Is that, 
is it good, bad, neutral, other, instructive, weird? I don't know. You're asking me. I'm asking. Yeah. You're asking me. Well, here's what I here's what I would say. Yes and no. And it, look, if you're weeping over it and your life is not, you can't go to work the next day because yeah. you're so crushed. Oh, that's ha- that's that's not bad. It's just horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. It's a travesty. It's it's like I'm sad for you because that's how you're living. If you're in a funk now, when UCLA loses a football game on a Saturday, I'm in. I I'm I'm I'm. I've learned over the years to, to work through it more quickly, okay? And here's what I do. I'm upset at first. I'm like, oh, man, now we're, you know, 9-3. and three. We could have been, you know, 11-1 and one or whatever, and we could have gone to the national championship game and blah, blah, blah. And um, some of you are thinking I'm delusional. But what I do is I think, wait a minute, DTR and Coach Kelly and the rest, they have to deal with this. They got to go home and deal with it. This is my, I, it's not my issue. I don't have to, do, yeah. Right, yeah. and only in the last couple of years have I started thinking that way. Hmm. So I'm just exposing my idolatrous heart. But literally, yeah, I think there's one thing. I think it's a reflection of the glory of God in a, in a believer. It can be, if it doesn't go out of control, yeah. that you have passion for something yep. that has been, you know, allowed or created by God. by God. Like this yeah, is not an immoral thing. thing that we're not celebrating something immoral. Right. We're not celebrating something that God would would condemn or would um or would prohibit. What we're doing is sometimes getting too excited over something created. Like we we make too much of something appointed mm-hmm. by God. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where it gets out of control. And I'd say that if there's any passion in our life that eclipses our love for Christ, something's wrong. Right. And, you know, the last time I saw someone jumping up and down in church, people were like, you know, looking at them weird, you know, and mm-hmm. it hasn't, it hasn't happened in 16 years at Grace Orange. I haven't seen anybody jumping up and down yeah. going, Woo-hoo, Jesus, yay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's like, and that's nothing at, at, a, at a ball game. Everyone's screaming at right. the top of their right. lungs. Now, some people could take that and go, how idolatrous. And others are like, you know, it's just the context. Yeah. You're cheering for a team. I mean, don't make too much of it. Don't make too little of it. You know? Right. Yeah, no, that's good. What do you think about it? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it. I agree with you. I think it, you know, it can be a totally exciting thing and a good thing. God gave us, you know, I, I think of First Timothy 4 a lot. Good gifts given to be enjoyed, made holy with the word and prayer. So mm-hmm. I feel like sports is something that falls in that category. But not, you know, to expand it outside of that. There's all these little things that potentially can become idols, and yet at the same time, I'm think I'm thinking of like the Jonathan Edwards analogy. You know, every good gift is like this beam coming down from the sun, and you're supposed to look up the line, you mm-hmm. know, trace it back towards the source. Yeah. So, in a maybe sometimes a conscious way, or at least a, as a general flavor of your life, oh man, I'm enjoying whatever it is I'm enjoying, but I'm tracing that gift back up, you know, to the Lord, and it's something that's even causing me to further appreciate His creativity or His kindness. So. I think that can be okay. I, I need to be aware too of, you know, justifying my, uh, <laughs> my idolatry. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. Your idolatry is fandom. So, but I think it does beg a question for me, you know, uh, or for, for anybody like why, and maybe you could speak to this. Why is it so easy to get excited about certain lesser things, but mm-hmm. it seems sometimes like it can be so hard to have our excitement and our affections oriented in the right way mm-hmm. towards Jesus. Right. Do you, you want to speak to that at all? Yes. And I think, the setting of the affections on Christ. And, you know, one of my favorite books is John Owen's book, The Glory of Christ. I also love Samuel Rutherford's book, uh, The Loveliness of Christ. And it's just fixated on Christ. And But my, my favorite book, though, is the scriptures, <laughs> the Bible, the, bo- the book, because 
it is fixated on Christ and it enraptures our souls with Christ. And the more I take in of scripture, the more the lesser things are put in perspective. Now, when I turn to one of those, and let's say I'm coaching, back in the day I was coaching, uh, and I would get into the game because I wanted to win it. And yeah, did I get into it a little bit too much sometimes? Sure, but if you're not competitive, don't be coaching. You know, it's like, right. what are you doing? You know, or if you're if you're playing a game that actually has like a score and someone's trying to win, if you're not trying to win, I'm like, can you just sit on the sideline and let someone else play? You know, <laughs> I mean, I guess there's certain things in life that are built for competition, right? And I think uh, you think of um, of the things in life that aren't built for competition. What about our adoration of movie stars yeah, or, or okay. media people yep. or, or even yep. TikTok stars or, you know, people that are social influencers, you know, that we wouldn't recognize, but some people would. And it's like, oh, there's so-and-so. I do believe that we give way too much credence to just mere mortals. Mm. And the Old Testament is replete with prohibitions and judgments on the people of God who set up their their dumb idols and they you see you set it up and you bow down to it and then it gets knocked over and the feet you know get knocked out and, right. and it's right. it can do nothing it can't it can't answer you back it can't fulfill your life it can't lead you it can't guide you though you're putting yourself there and i do think that modern day idols of our hearts if we want to admit it would be in the realms of sports and entertainment and hobbies and Hmm. things that our affections get very much set wrapped around on. And yeah, yeah. I've, I've preached this before I've said look if here's how you know if something's an idol for you how upset do you get when it gets taken away you know, how upset do you get when someone pokes it how upset do you get when someone says something about it like how strenuously do you defend how how <laughs> defensive are you of your freedom in Christ to enjoy that thing yes yeah, yeah. so what do you think, what would you say is a, a word you would give to our listeners and maybe to us first, but to our listeners about how to, how to navigate the, um, as someone, you know, who, who watched the, the World Cup uh, first Closely. hour. On, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and you got up at like, you know, all hours of the day and night. But I never once thought, wow, Connor's too into this. I thought it's a season of the year that people get excited about. I get excited about March Madness. Right. Other people like to watch the playoffs, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah, I, well, the fact that you're saying that makes me wonder if I'm the best qualified <laughs> to offer any thoughts. You notice you how know, I just like I threw you under hunkering, the bus. Hunkering, yeah. watching on the screen. So listeners, church. Mike throws Connor under the bus, then asks him yes. how it feels. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think a unique Give us some perspective from There's under no the bus one. wheel. Uh, I'm a bigger, look, you know how Paul said, uh, I'm the, the chief of sinners? I feel like I'm the most idolatrous person in the room. Right now, I feel like I am. And I'm hoping that each one of you think, not that I am, yeah. but you are. Yeah, right. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. So you know, it's funny actually. On Sunday morning, I had the thought as you were preaching, and the World Cup final was going on, and Messi was winning two zero, and I was thinking <laughs> about that. I wasn't. By the way, can I just say and to, to defend myself a little bit? I actually went to third service, and it was a great sermon. Hey, you put yourself out there. I, I could listen with a happy heart because I knew what had happened <laughs> in the game. Uh, but I was thinking, you know, I was thinking, I'm gonna have to work on this because, you know. Someday, maybe Mike, I'll be in your shoes, and I'm not going to be hunkering in the office. I might, you know, I might be, like, be preaching during something that matters to me and something as silly as soccer. Mm-hmm. And I actually had the thought, you know what? I, I, I think by God's grace, I'll get there. I think I could be up there, you know, 
And the World Cup could be going on and it'd be totally fine. That, that's what I thought. I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe I'm giving myself too much credit. But I hope that God gets me there. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I think you're going to be good. I, we'll see, I guess, right? But, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, you know, one thing that I was thinking about in terms of you actually made a good point. Like, you don't see people jumping up and down in church. I think sometimes you see a tear in church or, mm-hmm. you know, these outward displays of, of you know, emotion. And mm-hmm. I think that can be a good thing. But, you know, that's not even necessarily the best metric. Like, the external right. excitement, you know. If, if I'd like to be in a place where I am thrilled. You know, I have these I have these moments of enjoying real emotion when I, when I am praying, especially, you know, enjoying times of closeness with the Lord. I think sometimes he blesses us and it almost feels like, like kind of like the veils kind of, you know, peeled back a little bit and maybe the gospel almost just really hits your heart in a special way. And you feel, you know, I think any believer has had an experience, you know, experiences like that periodically in prayer where you just like, Oh Lord, the Lord just gave me a real sense of his presence. So I think that those kinds of moments are blessings and, and encouragements, but that's not really the metric, you know, for what's engaging my heart the most. Mm-hmm. The, the metric is uh, what kind of a you know, person is Christ making me to be? And is my life kind of orbiting around him? Like, I like mm-hmm. that picture. John Piper talks about like the sun at the center of the universe, you know, of your life. And what's that sun? Well, if it, it, if, if it is sports, or that might be too bland of a way of saying it, but if it's some alternative object of worship where there's a kind of misorientation of desires, or something mm-hmm. else, reputation, or family, or or honor, or what it, like you know whatever it is, or or some something like sports that we love, if that becomes something that's driving my life in an unhealthy way, mm-hmm. then that does that that's pointing out to me. Okay, wait, there's an idol here, and I think you know as believers are becoming more and more mature, it's like all of life is now just you know more and more under this wide umbrella of I I know God, I have communion with Him through Christ. My life is oriented towards him, and there's a constant, obviously, just kind of daily walking in the rhythms of the Christian life, you know, life with the body, loving loving people, spending time with the Lord, growing in the Word. So I think that's a stab at an answer. But what do you think? Did I, did I mess that up too bad? I thought that was stellar. I thought that was wonderful. I, I have a Let's do this. Uh, let me give you a couple closing thoughts yeah. that will kind of cap this off okay. for our listeners, but also for us. I think it's good to talk about these things. I, I think— this is for the church and about the church, but I think first and foremost, we benefit from talking through these things and how scripture is brought to bear on every aspect of life. And, you know, go back to Ephesians 1, 6, that we are, we were predestined for adoption through Jesus Christ. And that is so huge and gracious of God to do. And it was according to the purpose of his will that he decided to do this he decreed to do it he purposed to do something and it's to the praise of his glorious grace it's that's the purpose and he has blessed us in the beloved in christ and so it's interesting you mentioned that that loud really isn't doesn't equate to good and i absolutely wholeheartedly agree i've told this i've said this before to you but um, i knew someone once that would always they would they were like a worship leader kind of person they would come back into like the office and say that was good worship today because they were really with us. Mm. The people were really with mm-hmm. us and they were loud or they were this or that. And it's like, no, good worship comes from the heart. Right. How do you evaluate? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And when, I, when yep. I'm preaching yep. and I, I make eye contact with people and you just see that nod like, yes. I'm always praying that the word would land the blows that God desires and the comforting, the comforts and the mm. blows that, you know, the, the word would land right where it's supposed to land on someone's heart. And I think, you know, I think when we talk about 
uh, inordinate desires where when they're exposed, they need to be confessed, not defended. Hmm. And I think that would also show the temperature of my heart when there's an inordinate desire in my life and it's exposed by the Holy Spirit or even by a friend as the Holy Spirit uses someone to make me aware, uh, may I not, may I never uh, defend it, but confess it. Right. And I remember the day that Kobe Bryant died. And I'll just end with this. When Kobe Bryant died, it was January 26, 2020. And I had just finished preaching, third hour. And I had finished preaching and the last song was being sung and I walked down and Back in that day, I would also often walk down the side, get a drink of water or whatever in the back, and then walk back up at the mm-hmm. end of the service to close it. And um, I was walking back, and a, and a guy leaned over, and he had this really uh, alarmed look on his face, and he says, Mike, uh, Kobe Bryant just died. And I'm like, what? And he and I both shared a love for the Lakers yeah. and a a fandom for Kobe. We, you know, uh, arguably my favorite basketball, not my favorite person ever, my favorite basketball person ever, uh, player ever. And uh, before that, it was Magic Johnson, okay? And uh, those were my two favorites throughout all the years. And so he and I shared a common affection for the Lakers, and we were fans, you know, and I kind of just was kind of taken aback for a moment. He goes, you know, he died in a helicopter accident out in like Calabasas or LA or whatever. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So the song's ending and I'm walking back up. So I'm thinking to myself, what do I say? If anything. Yeah. And um, right now, some of you are going, like you would even think about saying something like that. And so, which would tell some of my fandom, right? So here's the thing. Instantly, I thought to myself, I know exactly what I need to do. Excuse me. So what I did is I walked up to the front and I said, if there are any of you in here who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to confess your sins, turn from your sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He died in your place at the cross. He rose from the dead. He's coming back with life and, and, and blessing for those who believe and judgment for those who reject him. And I close the service. Yeah. Didn't say a word about Kobe. I didn't need to. That would have been a little bit much. Okay. But what I did is I thought, wait, did he know Jesus? My first thought was, did he know Jesus when I heard he died? But then the second thought is, but what if someone in here dies right now? Do they know Jesus? So I think, I think, you know, there was one moment there in my life when I went, okay, I know it's more important here, <laughs> you know, and it was, it was like, not right. even, not even, it's, there's no, there, there was no competition that there. It was like, oh, this was immediately, yeah. I'm like, preach the gospel when you go back yep. up there, yep. just one more time. It was yep. already been in the sermon, yep. but preach it one more time, just in case. Hmm. It's like, uh, was it D.L. Moody who, uh, the Chicago fire was in 1906 mm. or something like that. And mm. then 10,000 people died and he never gave an invitation up to that point. And after like 10,000 people died in the Chicago fire, again, I don't know what year it was. And I think it was Moody. He's like, from now on, I will always give them an opportunity to come to faith in Christ because all these people perished tonight. And I, I don't know how many of them went to a, wow. uh, went to eternity. That's crazy. Know, yeah. Uh, and in hell. 
I think of that story you've told preaching before the guy swimming around when his boat crashed, mm-hmm. telling mm-hmm. people to repent and, mm-hmm. and trust Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's a good place to end. I think, um, as you, you know, even like you making that decision with, with, uh, Kobe, as you're walking up there to close the service, that's the f- fruit of a lifetime of that kind of mortifying, you know, work, right. Of dealing with those idols and, and um, that's what allows, I think, in those like individual moments to choose, hey, I'm going to try to do the thing that's my life is more fundamentally, you know, orbiting around Christ than anything else. Um, yeah. Final encouragement, I think, from me and then I'll, I'll wrap us up. But um, I'm just thinking, you know, f- for myself, the, the kinds of things that really become deep set idols as we go on and on in the Christian life. Oftentimes it's, it's definitely those deep things inside our hearts. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know, Mike, you could even say anything that you want to this, but I, I just am thinking, you know, the only way to really deal with that is you have to go to the Lord with it, you know, in prayer and to yeah. just try to pray that he would yeah. expose those things in the heart, mm-hmm. take them, try to sift through them, you know, take them out, pray in the, the spirit searches, even the deepest parts of us. So he knows, but try to pull those things out. And then um, to really almost, you know, s- strategize and, and pray that the Lord would help us to weaken those desires internally and to have more and more of our hearts set on Christ. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good place to end today. Listeners, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Hope this was helpful to you. We wandered through some uh, some wild lands, but I think we maybe got to some, some good pastures in the end. So uh, hope you're well. We pray for you during the week. And uh, until next time on the podcast, God bless you. Uh,